Masters. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Coming through the door I think we've met somewhere before Hello, love Hello, love Hello, love Good morning, gang Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone Hello, love Hello, 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 hello Hello, love Make yourself feel right at home I hope you plan on staying long Come in, love Come in love. Yeah, come on in, sit down, spend some time with us here this morning. It's 809, almost 810 actually here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Temperatures still roaming right around freezing, kind of dropping a degree or two here and there. 32 Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 32 at the Highlands, 30 in Elm Grove, and 32 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studio. It's going to be mostly cloudy, spotty, snow floor. I'm scratching that off. Scratch that off, Howard. I'm scratching that off. Forecast is spotty snow flurries in the morning. I, you didn't see if You just poked your nose outside. No flurries. No right? flurries. No flurries. I'm going to get rid of that. Uh, daytime high today around 42. Hey, enjoy this nice, warm, spring-like weather. Yeah. Because uh, by this time next week, we're in the teens and maybe feels like the single-digit range. So yikes, Amoli, yikes, Amoli. And uh, yeah, hello, come on in, unless your name's Bill Belichick, and then get out. <laughs> we, we, we both alluded to ca- catching a headline before the break. Now yeah. we have a little more story. We Bill know Bel- for sure now. He's out. He's done. He's done. And, and again, that is... That's just how the NFL works now. What have you done lately? Not, not what is on your resume. I believe... We just talked about Nick Saban winning six national championships at Alabama, Howard. Off the top of my head, I believe in it. It pains me to say it. I think Bill Belichick has won six Super Bowls in New England, tying the Pittsburgh Steelers. So is this a – help me out here because this is where your expertise is greater than mine. Is this a he's not doing the job anymore or is this a he's tired, he's ready to go? Sometimes you just – don't, don't take offense to this, Howard. Sometimes, you know, you just get older and you stick around maybe a little bit too long. You know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm Yes, I, I'm, I'm getting a message here. I, but, I no, but no, seriously, look. Green Bay said, hey, Vince Lombardi, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's time we – the, the Rooney said to Chuck Noll, Chuck, uh, we're, we're, we're going to make a change. You, you know, it's it, it's just you've been there so long. What, what more can you do? I and think it, what it comes down to. do not know if this is a Belichick thing, but sometimes go out while you're not yet embarrassed. But he made it, he, you know, it, one of the things the NFL coaches do, they have a, a season ending. Whenever your season is over, you have a, a, a last press conference. Mm-hmm. And he made it perfectly clear he wanted to come back and he would maybe even make some changes to make that happen. And the coach, uh, the owner said, nah, it's time for a change. Yeah, uh, and again, he won six Super Bowls. Reading ESPN, uh, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are expected to part ways today. After a remarkable 24 seasons together, ending an unmatched run in NFL history that included six Super Bowl titles. Used to be that would punch your ticket like a Joe Paterno. Yeah. You know, until he got in that scandal, he had a job for as long forever, as he wanted. They couldn't get rid of him, yeah. even if they wanted to. Right. Doesn't work like that now, Howard. No. 
All right, so Belichick out. Uh, it's funny, we were just talking about coaching changes right before the break and then uh, right before the news broke that Belichick is uh, is also out. All right, it's 8-12 in the morning here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Got a lot of things I want to get into before the day is over and done with. We're going to talk with John Devlin next hour about the uh, Wheeling Symphony's uh, Harry Potter concert that's coming up. That'll be coming up for, in our conversation coming up uh, next hour on the show. Uh, we have been talking the last several days about Mary Lou Retton and the GoFundMe campaign was created for her. And I've been saying that, among other things, I think there is an object lesson that we all can learn about being careful to what groups we give these money to, the GoFundMe-type groups. And I have a local story that I think really goes to prove that point. I'll get to that coming up a little bit later on as well. However, the... Um this is Martin Luther King weekend coming up this weekend, and I want to talk about that. We're going to join uh, Rabbi Joshua Leaf in just a minute or two from Temple Shalom and the Wheeling Human Rights Commission about the events coming up this weekend and where do we stand in terms of the legacy of Martin Luther King these days. All of that straight ahead on the Watchdog Morning Show. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Toyota's national sales event is on, making now the best time to save big at your Toyota dealer. With available APR financing as low as 1.9% on select new 2022 fuel-efficient Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, and Highlanders. Or go off-road in a rugged Tacoma or Tundra, also with low financing available to qualified buyers. Visit buyatoyota.com for more. Not all buyers will qualify for special APR financing from Toyota. See your dealer for details. Hurry, Toyota's national sales event ends September 6th. Toyota, let's go places. It's the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. On air, online, on demand, and on video. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Some people say a man is made out of mud. Love this guy. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. A mind that's weak and a back that's strong You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I owe my soul to the company store Can you imagine having a singing voice like that? Tennessee Ernie Ford there, I mean that is just... Holy. It's a big voice, Howard. It is a big voice. I mean, it's a deep, deep voice. I, I love Tennessee Ernie Ford, though, when I get to hear him sing. I get to hear him. I don't hear him sing anymore, but when I get to listen to his uh, music, it's uh, it's really good. You know, when, tons. when my grandmother was having just an absolute awesome day, she'd be sitting in her living room by herself listening to ten Tennessee Ernie Ford singing gospel music, Howard. Yes. That was her favorite. Yeah. There's a there's a uh, there's a YouTube 
you, you do YouTube all the time. There's a YouTube video of a Tennessee Ernie Force singing a song, Bless the Children. Something, it's, a, it's a gospel song about the children. And he's got a bunch of kids around him. And there's this one kid who just is acting up like crazy during the whole song. And Tennessee, Did Ernie smack him? He, he's, trying his, he's trying so hard to not <laughs> to keep going on his song. It was in the days when it would be live TV, so it was a live cut. I, I, it's it's because YouTube knows what I like, right? Uh, it brings it back up for me from time from time to time, and it is really, really funny. 816 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. This weekend is Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. Uh, it is a traditional uh, time here in the Upper Ohio Valley where we reflect on the legacy uh, and life of Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, I asked Rabbi Joshua Leaf this morning from Temple Shalom to come join us. He is, uh, well, a number of things, a member of the Wheeling Human Rights Commission, uh, as a rabbi, he has, uh, I'm sure, a lot of thoughts on the, where we stand with the legacy of King. And also, he's uh, being, uh, you, you get, you're getting like an award or something this weekend, right, sir? Uh, yes, actually. Thank you for having me on the show this morning. Uh, I'm, I'm very honored to be uh, this year's, one of this year's uh, MLK Award honorees. So it's very nice to be thought of. Uh, I, was, I was a bit surprised, uh, but I'm very honored. I'm, I'm looking at four of my favorite people here are in the in getting awarded uh, the lovely and talented Martha, who's a good friend of mine, Teddy Grogan, and you, and that's really it's really good stuff. Congratulations on that. Yes, thank you very very much. Um, I want let's let's do the public service part of this first, then let's have some conversation. Uh, what's going on this weekend? Let's just talk about the weekend and things that are happening and the things that people can take part in. Well, the committee uh, that organized the celebration has put together a, a wonderful slate of events. Um, on Friday evening, of course, it's our Sabbath here at Temple, and the community is invited to join us. Uh, that's 7 p.m. for our Shabbat uh, service, and there'll be a special creative liturgy with readings from Dr. King, as most of the prayer themes will be replaced with uh, readings on the same theme. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, all are welcome, and refreshments, of course, will be served afterwards. That's this Friday, 7 p.m. tomorrow. On Saturday, there's an event at uh, West Virginia Northern Community College at 1 p.m., a dialogue with uh, local students about what it's like, uh, the, the racial climate uh, these days. 7 p.m., also at West Virginia Northern, is a film festival for uh, filmmakers of color on Sunday, 2.15 in the afternoon is the annual MLK March from the windmill at the top of Big Wheeling Hill uh, all the way down to the federal courthouse, uh, the Fred P. Stamp Federal Courthouse. Um, and then uh, everyone's invited to go over to West Virginia Northern at 3 p.m. for a luncheon and some awards. Uh, and at 6 p.m. on Sunday evening is the interfaith worship service uh, again, with other awards being handed out, that's at Wayman African Methodist Episcopal Church, 1136 Oak Street. That's 6 p.m. on Sunday night. Um, and then on Monday, of course, on MLK Day, uh, as happens every year at Laughlin Chapel, there'll be uh, breakfast and the uh, award winners for the kids who participated in the essay contest, the short film contest, so on and so forth, uh, locally and uh, for the entire state of West Virginia, uh, they'll be honored. That's at 9 a.m. over at Laughlin Chapel with programming for kids to follow. It's no school that day, so all are invited to attend. When I was a younger man, a thinner man, 
a healthier man. <laughs> I used to I used to walk in the uh, walk. I I just uh, I'm an observer these days. But uh, once upon a time, I, I I did that. So there's a lot of things for people to do. You mentioned the students and the uh, uh, the writings. I saw in the uh, intel uh, yesterday or today, Ohio County students have done pretty well in the anti-racism essay contest across the state. Uh, yes, uh, I was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm quite excited on a on a personal level as a dad. Uh, my daughter actually was the statewide winner uh, this year for her essay for the middle school bracket. Uh, my daughter Leia was the, the statewide winner, so we are actually going to Charleston on Saturday uh, to be at the state capitol. She'll be reading her essay at the uh, at the event in Charleston on Saturday afternoon. Now, let me ask you this, Rabbi: Does Leia like run it past Dad first? Uh, no, she uh, came up with this all on her own. I'm very proud. Uh, the uh, the the issue, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm proud as a dad that my child won. Uh, on a professional level, however, she won because she addressed a very real topic, and that is that it's not only racial issues but religious issues as well. When majorities tyrannize minorities, we don't yet live in a world of full respect for each other. She wrote about experiences that she's had as being the only Jew in her class and being not treated nicely all the time. And so uh, the reality is that we've come a long way since the, since the upheaval of the 1960s, but we certainly haven't made it across any sort of a finish line where our society is now a, a wonderful place and we don't have to worry about it anymore. There's still a lot of work left to do. Uh, to ensure that every person is treated uh, with dignity and respect. Uh, I think her essay was a winner because she reminded whomever was reading them and judging them that uh, there are still issues today. She took it, uh, the, the line from King that was the, the inspiration for the essay was uh, what affects one directly affects all indirectly. Mm-hmm. And she talked about the fact that if we live in a world that accepts uh, the tyranny of minorities, then we live in a world with tyranny. If we live in a world where some people are being oppressed, we live in a world where there is oppression, and therefore all of our lives are affected negatively by that reality. And I think Dr. King uh, certainly addressed that in his own day and brought together a diverse group of people. It wasn't just African Americans, it wasn't just Christians, it was uh, people of different races and people of different religions all banding together to demand justice for each other and to live in a society that, as our, as our Pledge of Allegiance suggests, offers liberty and justice for all. Until we get to that point, none of us are fully free until every person is truly free. It's, it's a really good point to make because there's a tendency sometimes to think of Martin Luther King as the... Uh, um, the black rights leader, you know, that, that, that he, he, he stood up for African-American rights, and it really was a much broader perspective than that that he represented and that, um, well, that, we, that, we, that we try to strive for, I guess. I, I, I certainly think that's the case. I, I agree with you. I think if one thinks about the famous I Have a Dream speech, right, right. Uh, that's the, the one that everyone remembers uh, and the the tagline of that speech was that black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics would all join hands and sing together, right? right. And, and his work on the Poor People's Campaign was about 
everyone who was struggling, poor whites, poor blacks, poor anyone. If we don't uplift those who are having a hard time, we live in a world where some people are being downtrodden. And that negatively affects all of us to know that there's suffering in the world. Rabbi, you you reflect a lot on the state of the world. I know you do. Um, I always ask on this during this time every year, you know, have we advanced King's dream any further? I, I'm beginning to think the question needs to be, have we begun to work backwards from King's dream? Sometimes I feel, especially maybe this year in particular, that we're actually going backwards. Well, I'm, I'm not sure that we're working backwards. I think if one looks with honesty at the at the the cultural milieu of the 1960s in America, African Americans were living a terrible experience, particularly in the South. A hundred years past the Civil War, and there was still a a, a real divide in society uh, in terms of just uh, equal rights were not, in fact, equally extended. And so uh, I think we're we're way past that reality in terms of the direct experience. But we're not to a point where all people truly have equal opportunities. I, I think there are uh, lingering echoes of the past. Some people like to call it institutional racism. I'm not sure I believe there's an institution set up to oppress people. But I think there are legacies of folks being disenfranchised that still echo into the present, and it's very hard to overcome those inequities. Uh, I don't think it's anyone's fault or responsibility to have to make up for the sins of the past, but we can resolve in the present to do a better job for the future. Uh, When one looks from a religious point of view, uh, at the the legacy of the Holocaust, uh, you've got you've got people on college campuses this past fall, just in the last several months since the war began in Israel with the terrorism from Hamas, murdering uh, uh, more than a thousand Jews in a single day on October the seventh, a horrific terrorist attack that used sexual violence against women as a a tactic that used the murdering and beheading children and throwing babies in cages. There's still more than a hundred people held hostage in Gaza. And rather than calling for the return of the hostages, you've got well-intentioned college students chanting death to all the Jews. I think that's that's a pretty stark uh, reminder that we have not yet come to the point where everyone is treated decently and Jews as a small religious minority are still fair game to pick on all Jews everywhere, which is stunning because you dislike the state of Israel's policies of prosecuting a war to try and defend themselves from terrorists, to call for death to all the Jews, and that college presidents testifying before Congress can't decide if death to all the Jews is a bad thing to say on their campus, that's kind of stunning (laughs) to me. I I don't know if it's stunning to everyone, but it's stunning to me. We don't seem to have learned all those lessons yet, and I think Dr. King's point is, in fact, the theme from this year's 
this year's essay contest is particularly relevant. What affects one directly affects all indirectly. When Hamas there in Gaza calls for the death of all Jews, they don't just mean all Jews in Israel. They mean me, too, and the Jewish community right here in Wheeling and, and everywhere else. And if we don't, as a society, say, you know what, I don't think that's a good point. I don't want to be on that side of this debate. Uh, that's, that's really a condemnation of all of us not to have come to a point that says, shouldn't there be a resolution where uh, uh, Jews and Muslims and Christians and Baha'i and the Druze all can live side by side together, and in fact, they do in the state of Israel, but they don't in the Palestinian territories, and they don't, I think, unfortunately, because of hatred on religious grounds, on racial grounds, on ethnic grounds, that still pervades our society as a whole, not just the war in Gaza issue, but here in the United States, we're a very divided country. There's lots of division, and uh, I think, unfortunately, many of our elected officials in both sides, the, the left and the right, use uh, those divisions to try and drum up votes for their side rather than working to bring people together for a common cause of a better community that we all could share in together. I, I don't I don't get overly political right now. I do a lot, but not right now. But I will say this, uh, what we've learned in politics is division works. Oh, I think it does. I think it's very effective for getting elected. It's very ineffective for actually governing. The, uh, the, the debate that's going on uh, on college campuses in particular... Uh, is interesting. When you were on with us right after the uh, the uh, the Hamas attack, one thing you were clear when you spoke at the public forum on that and so on. One thing you were clear to to draw a distinction was we're not hating the Palestinian people, but rather Hamas and the horrible things they have done. And and you drew some distinctions there. And and what I fear is what's happening on college campuses is there's no distinction being made there. That 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 it is perfectly acceptable to condemn Hamas and death to all the Jews, uh, and not necessarily think that the Palestinian people as a as a group are are bad evil people themselves. I don't think the Palestinian people are are inherently evil any more than uh, Israel is inherently evil or any group is inherently evil. I don't think people are inherently evil. I think that. People have the opportunity to choose how they wish to behave, and the average Palestinian resident is suffering terribly. They live in horrific conditions, uh, and they are definitely oppressed. The question is, who is their oppressor? Uh, Israel is the, the easy target, but the truth is, if there were no terrorist attacks coming from Hamas, Israel wouldn't be... You having fences and walls and uh, blockades and so on and so forth. I think that if if and King certainly addressed this subject directly uh, in his in his demand for nonviolent resistance. I think that when one uses murdering one's opponents as a political tool, you instantly lose any moral credibility. Uh, and I think that. That's why Hamas is inherent. That institution is evil. They demand the death of anyone 
who disagrees with them. They're, they're the Jews in Israel, they're fellow Arabs as well. They're evil people. They have to be stopped. And the Palestinian residents have to be helped and uplifted and supported and given homes and peace and safety and jobs and all the things that any person wants. Uh, I think that's the only reasonable resolution to, to the entirety of the conflict, although that does not seem likely to happen anytime soon. I think so, too, here in our country, that people should have the, the opportunity to live a prosperous, healthy, safe life. And if there is oppression added into the equation, it's very hard to reach a, a positive goal. Rabbi, um, if, if you have another second, I don't know if you do or not, but sure. uh, uh, to me this is also, this next issue I bring up is also relative to King and his legacy and so on, and that is the movement that is afoot by some, particularly in our schools and libraries, to keep certain knowledge away from our kids, um, knowledge of history, knowledge of um, uh, slavery, knowledge of, of, of bad things. There, there are some who only want to teach the good stuff. Um, and I, I think that's, I think that's a great danger to the legacy of King if we sanitize our world that way. I would agree. I think that uh, anyone who's being honest with themselves, uh, each of us as individuals, if we look at who we are today and whom we have been to get to this point. I think any of us being truly honest would acknowledge that it's the mistakes that we made in the past that helped us learn and grow. And and it's not the our triumphs, it's our mistakes. It's the times when we didn't do the best that we could, that we learned from it and did better to help us become something more than we were before. And so, too, for our history, if we can acknowledge our shortcomings uh, and then avoid falling into the same traps again, if we can learn the lessons of our past, uh, then we can become better for the future. That that won't happen if we don't discuss what those shortcomings were. Uh, obviously, as a rabbi, our sacred scriptures are, are very important to me. We, we read uh, the Torah, the Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy uh, in an annual cycle. So every, every week we read a little bit more. In the course of a year we get all the way through the five books. And the stories, in Genesis in particular, do not paint a flattering picture of the patriarchs and matriarchs, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, Jacob, Leah, Rachel. They all have foibles. They all have uh, personality quirks. They do lots of good things, and they do some stupid things. <laughs> and when we're reading the story, we go, wow. On the one hand, wow, I can't believe he said that, she did that, so on and so forth. It's, it's wonderful to read because it's engaging literature. The characters are believable. They're, they're human. And on the other hand, wow, because no one ever sanitized the text. Yeah. No one ever went back and edited the Torah to say, let's take out all the unflattering parts and just make them look great, because that wouldn't be as believable. The story is, uh, is, is important because it has lessons of what to do, and it also has lessons of what not to do. And if people want to learn more about that, you can, they can get a Torah tip of the day from you every day. <laughs> oh, yes. <we've, laughs> we have been a little lax on our broadcasts. Uh, we got to get back on track. It was, I was out at the end of December, and we need to get back on track with our daily broadcast. But, yes, uh, the, the reality is uh, 
that censorship out of a sense of uh, shame. I don't want to talk about the bad things that I did in the past. Let's just pretend they never happened. Denies us the opportunity to learn from them. And admitting that some of our heroes, some of our founding fathers were in fact slave owners. Uh, admitting that our nation has had a, a difficult uh, path to get to where we are today, that things weren't always easy. Uh, that's important so that we can learn the lessons of, okay, how did folks overcome the challenges that they faced so that we can overcome the challenges that we face? I know that every history teacher everywhere said this, but in my case, I remember Dale Poe, who was my history teacher at Tridelphia High School, and, um, you know, she taught us, if you don't study history, you're doomed to repeat it. That's George Santayana's famous quote, yes. So and, the, the reality is uh, I'm opposed to censorship of the past, even the things that, let's admit it, uh, when we're talking about kids and learning, some of it is very uh, R-rated material, right? There's, yeah. there's lots of violence. There's lots of pain and suffering. Uh, I think on an age-appropriate level, sure, uh, but, but then again, I think that that's a critical opportunity for us to say the world hasn't always been perfect. In fact, one could easily argue the world has never been perfect and is constantly in a state of hopefully improving, but not always. And we today are the only folks who have the opportunity to make a difference for tomorrow. Now is our moment, and what do we do with that moment? Do we waste it or do we seize it? Well, we can use this weekend to reflect on the legacy of Martin Luther King and uh, take part in some of the Martin Luther King weekend festivities, if they're festivities, uh, celebrations, and I think that's a good thing. Rabbi, I appreciate you being with us this morning. Congratulations again to you uh, being uh, awarded and also uh, to your daughter, Leah. Um, well, thank you very much on, on both accounts. I hope that folks will join us here at Temple Shalom on Friday evening, that's tomorrow, uh, at 7 p.m., and then throughout the events of the weekend that follow. All right. Rabbi, always a delight talking to you. You always give me perspectives to think about, and I really appreciate it. And uh, I promise you we'll do it again sometime soon. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Uh, Rabbi Joshua Lee from Temple Shalom, uh, a part of the Wheeling Human Rights Commission, and uh, he was given an award. It will be one of four people getting an award for Martin Luther King uh, Day weekend celebrations this uh, uh, this weekend. Um, and his daughter Leah was one of the uh, was the uh, the top um, SI winner on racism statewide in West Virginia. That's pretty cool. He's a He's a powerful speaker, Bob. I mean, he just, you know, he, I, to me at least, he grabs me and holds me. I don't know the man, but uh, when I hear him talking, I listen to what he says, Howard. Yeah, he is just, he's a powerful man. Uh, 839, 21 to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show, Ohio Valley Headlines here from Taylor Long. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this January the 11th. A traffic update for you this morning. Fish Ridge Road in Marshall County will be closed for core drilling tomorrow from 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. All traffic should reroute towards Reed Ridge Road and Fish Creek Road. The schedule may change due to weather or other unforeseen circumstances. 
For 29 years, McDonald's has been actively involved in the Making Activities Count initiative, raising over $3.3 million to support local schools. These Make Activities Count, or MAC, grants provide up to $500 for local teachers to use towards educational projects in their classrooms. The 2023 recipients were Carol Hill, Shelley Lynch, and Holly Stillian, all from Moundsville Middle School, along with Wendy Seidowitz from Wheeling Middle. They were presented their awards at McDonald's of Elm Grove and have big plans for what comes next. This program was created in the tri-state area and has since been adopted by other McDonald's across the country. Over the last 29 years, they have raised over $100,000 for Ohio Valley educators. And be aware of a new scam that is circulating in the Ohio Valley. The Belmont County Clerk of Courts wants to clarify that her office is not making calls to demand money. The scammers are apparently believable and people are falling victim to them. In the scam, the caller calls you to show and tell you that you have failed to show up for jury duty. They claim you're in big trouble and they are only two ways to remedy that. You can either report to the county jail or you can immediately pay a $1,500 fine. The number to call is 740-699-2169. They can confirm that you have not missed jury duty and that you do not owe any fines. On Christmas Eve, the Ohio Lottery encountered a cybersecurity breach. They now suspect that an unauthorized third party gained access to their customers' and retailers' information. For more information, you can visit ohiolottery.com security. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. The NFL playoffs getting ready to get underway, and several former Mountaineers are also ready to get into the action. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. With the Kroger app, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards on the same high-quality items like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce with no hidden fees or markups. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Kroger always gives you savings and rewards on top of our lower than low prices. And when you download the Kroger app, you can enjoy over $500 in savings every week with digital coupons. Plus, you can earn fuel points to save up to $1 per gallon at the pump. And with a Boost membership, you'll save even more with double fuel points and free delivery. So you can always save big every day with our savings and rewards. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Several former Mountaineer football players will be in action this weekend as the NFL playoffs begin. Defensive back Rasul Douglas listed his day-to-day as the Buffalo Bills prepare to host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Douglas, who's had an excellent seven-year career in the league, has a knee injury that he suffered in last Sunday's victory against Miami. Douglas has had an interesting career. He's been on seven different teams, always seems to make plays, four interceptions since joining Buffalo in October. He returned one of those for a touchdown. In his career, he's got 19 interceptions. Former WVU linebacker David Long will also be in action this weekend. The Dolphins playing Kansas City. Long, who is in his fifth season in the league, starts at inside linebacker. A very productive season, 113 tackles and a sack. He joined Miami as a free agent in the offseason. Veteran WVU Hall of Famer Bruce Irvin is also now 
on the Dolphins roster. He joined them on Tuesday of this week. The 36-year-old Irvin was released from the Detroit Lions practice squad last week. He made two appearances during the regular season for the Lions. Last but not least, offensive lineman Colton McKivitz gets the weekend off. The 49ers get an opening round by. McKivitz is in his fourth season as a starter for San Francisco. And last, last, Baltimore also with the weekend off as the number one seed in the AFC. Former WVU cornerback Daryl Worley is a member of their reserve squad. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Could have turned my head and left my heart alone. Ever since I met you, baby, you have done me wrong. You walk by and you shake that thing and you know I'm not that strong. I wish you could have turned my head and left my heart alone. What thing was she shaking, Bob? You knew what she was shaking, Howard. <laughs> she shake that thing. I don't understand that. I love it when she shakes that thing. <laughs> 8.45, quarter to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Roaming around 33 degrees, uh, th- roaming around freezing everywhere, a little up, a little down, somewhere around the freezing mark. Going to get up to 42 before the day is over and done with. Um, Bob, we spent... Good bit of time last several days talking about Mary Lou Retton, and I don't want to go back to the Mary Lou Retton story per se, but one of the issues that cropped up with the Mary Lou Retton conversation was the GoFundMe, and it wasn't GoFundMe, but the the FundMe campaign that her daughter started, and the question about where does the four hundred fifty-six thousand dollars that was raised go, since apparently Mary Lou Retton does does have health insurance now, didn't before, and all that kind of good stuff. the The message that I kept pushing over the last couple of days was. You need to be careful about contributing to causes because you're not sure, first of all, where the money is going to go. You're not sure how much money people are going to need. You're not sure they're going to get more money than they need. And then are you going to be just sending them off to Disney World or something? Uh, There's a story from the Big Seven yesterday that is uh, somewhat tangential to this, but I think it makes my point. An Ohio woman down in Noble County is accused of lying about her child having cancer after she took thousands of dollars from a GoFundMe-type campaign for the kid. On January 8th, uh, the sheriff and detectives arrested uh, 41-year-old Pamela Reed and transported her to the Noble County Jail. She admitted during questioning that she had fabricated medical conditions to get monetary donations from local organizations. Now, it's not quite the same thing as we're talking with Retton, but this is the point I was trying to make, Bob. You, you need to really think this stuff through. You know, we all, most people... 
are compassionate, loving people, and you hear a story of a child with cancer, oh, my God, I want to contribute. And yet this was just a big scam. And my feeling is, Howard, if that could happen in Noble County, it could happen anywhere. Because I've told you on many occasions, to me, the closest thing that I've ever been to Mayberry was Caldwell. I mean, the the people down there are just so nice, so sincere, but I guess there was a bad apple. And I I don't mean to disparage the people of Noble County or any place else, but it it can happen anywhere. And more important, it does happen many places. I am noticing online, you're not online as much as I am, Bob, Facebook and that kind of stuff. I'm noticing more and more sob stories showing up on the local websites, you know, uh, the Ward 6 website. Oh, I'm, I just moved to the area and I don't have any money and I need, I need some help. And it, they're proliferating. I call them online sob stories. And I don't believe, most of them, I don't believe. People are just, now everybody's just trying to suck money from everybody else. And think about this. Again, it's Mary Lou Retton. Not just West Virginia's sweetheart, the whole country's sweetheart. And yet people like you and I are saying, eh, something just ain't right here. Right. So as I've said multiple times, I'm not trying to disparage Mary Lou Retton, but I think there are some lessons to be learned from the Mary Lou Retton story. And one of them is we are all too quick to give money to these various and sundry, you know. Look, if the, I don't want to pick one, but if the American Cancer Society comes to you and says we need help, or if the Red Cross comes to you and says we need help, it's one thing. But if you've got folks who have sort of created their own little organization or they're doing a GoFundMe type thing, you got to stop and ask yourself, who's vetting this? And the three that I noticed with celebrities, Howard, was the the children came forward first and said, hey, look, my my mother or Mm -hmm. my my father needs your help, and then kind of opened up that can of worms. I mentioned John Amos earlier. I think that she was accused later of uh, not spousal abuse. What would that have been? uh, Parental abuse, something like that, that she had him tucked away, and she was trying to take advantage of that, generating cash. Yeah, so... The lesson I've been trying to drive home, Bob and I have both been trying to drive home the last couple of days, is just stop and think about this stuff. Our our human nature is to give money, and we want to. We want to help. Oh, my Lord, that poor soul. Well, make sure it's a poor soul to begin with and, and ask yourself, is the money going to go for what you think it should go for? And I'm not trying. I don't want to. I'm, I know I'm being not the Grinch, one of the Scrooge. I'm being the Scrooge. I don't think so. No, I don't think so, Howard. I think you're just being uh, responsible. You know, what is exactly going here? Because they have certainly backed up. And just like you read yesterday with USA Today, there's questions they still don't want to answer. Yeah, USA Today headlined it. You know, multiple questions still go unanswered. And one of them is what $456,000 for Mary Lou Retton raised where to go? And my point was, if she wasn't a former America's sweetheart, still America's sweetheart, just a little older, Man, they might have come down a lot harder on her, you know, but okay, let's just let it, but like you said, the main thing is just be careful. All of us have to be careful. Be careful out there. I've said it multiple times. I'll say it one more time that I'm going to take a break. Um, I have caught myself several occasions recently here in the upper Ohio Valley looking at these online fundraising things and going, oh, yeah, I need to help. And I'm down, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to put in my credit card. And then I stop and I go, wait a minute, hold on a second. Is this is this really going to help somebody, or is this going to send someone to Disney World? I'm, theoretically speaking, that's just my thought. It's nine before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show, Bob. When you, um, not necessarily now, but when you did job interviews early on, 
Uh, did you take anybody with you to your job interview? No, I didn't know that was required. Well, the kids of today... I'm taking are, you with me, Howard. The, the kids of today are taking along... With, well, well, I'll tell you who they're taking to their job interviews coming up next. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at the Mounders basketball game with Kansas State in Morgantown. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire drops by. We'll take a look at the biggest stories in technology over the last seven days. And Tom Bragg joins me in studio at 5 o'clock to talk about the Marshall Thundering Herd and more. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt, and our question of the Metro day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Get big savings on vinyl plank flooring right now at Menards. Update the floors in your home with Great Lakes Vinyl Plank. Heritage Vinyl Plank Flooring features an attached pad for added comfort and sound absorption. It's durable, waterproof, and easy to install. Heritage Vinyl Plank Flooring is perfect for active lifestyles. And right now, it's only $369 per square foot. Big buys, big savings. Right now at Menards. Price is good through January 14th. Save big money at Menards. Are you or your loved ones facing a serious legal battle? The Law Office of Paul Harris wants you to know you aren't alone. Do you need someone that's not afraid to go to trial and fight for your rights? Attorney Paul Harris and his team are willing to go where most firms are not. The courtroom. With a successful track record in civil litigation, criminal defense, including tax issues and health care fraud, Harris Law Office will fight for their clients by offering the most aggressive representation in and out of court. Call Paul Harris at Harris Law Office for a free consultation. 304-232-5300. You want sports talk? We got the goods all night long. Tune into Sports Map Radio. Evenings and overnights on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We are the Watchdog. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. been so blue don't know what's come over you you found someone and don't it make my brown eyes blue crystal gale it's her i'll be fine when you go good stuff six before the hour here watchdog morning show so a recent survey commissioned by an online magazine focusing on student life, Bob, reveals that 39% of employers prefer hiring older job seekers over recent college grads. I kind of get that. Uh, the argument is that, you know, younger, fresh out of college kids are yeah, a little wet behind the collar. If you can get some with some experience, it makes it a little bit more important. But this part of this survey that I found interesting is that more and more Gen Z, and I don't know Gen Z, Gen X, Gen Y, I don't even know what I don't know what Gen Z is, but more and more do you know what Gen Z is? Do you have any idea? I have no idea. You know, once I get past baby boomers, I got that. Baby boomers, the rest of it I've lost. Um, more and more Gen Z job seekers, when they go to job interviews, are bringing people along with them. Their mom and dad. I thought you were going to go with the living reference. You know, I don't write the reference down. I'll bring them with me. Well, that's not actually that's pretty clever. That's pretty clever. 
would you have ever thought about bringing your mom or dad with you to a job interview back in the old days, back when you were early on, at least looking for? Would you ever thought about bringing mom or dad? No, that would that wouldn't have worked out. But I would have taken you around. I said, "Do you know my friend Howard Monroe? You probably listened to this guy for years." Uh, I just find this fascinating. The kids believe that taking mom and dad around uh, is it? Um, everybody loves Raymond. Maybe there's one of the one of the comedy shows where the mother. I think Raymond is or Raymond's brother is applying for a job like with the FBI or something, and his mom writes the FBI a letter and faxes it over. I mean, it's like a comedy show. But apparently, this is this is a relatively big deal. The Gen X job, Gen Z, Gen Z job seekers are bringing mom and dad to their interviews, and the survey says employers are being turned off. Well, I would be turned off. Yeah, who invited them? Yeah, I mean. Uh, yes, Mr. Mr. Slider, please come in, sit down, and um, oh, and you are, and you are, <laughs> <laughs> mom and dad. Okie dokie, that's a little uh, something different today. Anyways, I find it. I just I well, thought that story was just just weird. You used to interview people all the time. Let's say I come in and I say, Mr. Monroe, I hope I didn't overstep my boundary here, but no one knows me as well as my parents. I invited them to come in because any questions, I might not be sincere if you ask me because I really want this job. So I brought my parents along. I thought you might appreciate that. Well, you 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 you, you framed it in a way that at least makes it makes it somewhat palatable. Uh, I, I might consider that. Well, I I hear that. Let me let me talk to you for a minute, and let me talk to your mom and dad. I guess that's possible, maybe conceivable. I, I would just be. I think what happens is too many. Too many kids today are tied to mom and dad's apron strings, right? I think that's what I think it is. Mom and dad, dad will help me get the job, you know. No, you got to get the job on your own. Get out there and get the job on your own. At least that's the way I look at it. But that's actually, I mean, I always liked, seriously, I always liked a creative job applicant. I know I've told this story many times on the air. I had a guy show up at our old studios in uh, the Channel 7 building. And he, all he was doing was going up and down the streets trying to get a signature for his unemployment forms so he could say, I went and applied for a job. And he came in, and, and, uh, and I always talk to anybody if I can. I talked to him, and, and uh, then I signed his form, and I said, you know, thanks, goodbye. And I said, oh, I've got a job in sales. You know, and I talked to him a little bit. The next day, he came back wearing a suit and tie. And he said, Mr. Monroe, I don't think you took me seriously yesterday. He said, I want you to know after our conversation, I actually want that job. And he came back in properly dressed and properly ready for an interview. And he got the job because he he came back and he came back in a totally different, you know, perspective. So the last time I had to sell myself is I really wanted that landman job. And I knew that I was not qualified, but I tried to figure (laughs) out this guy was from Oklahoma. I'm thinking, I don't know what, you know, if I come on too strong, I'm going to lose the opportunity. Right. Howard. So it it really worked out right. But uh, you know, it's a thin line, just like you described. It's a thin line. Yeah. I mean, you could do something you think is very creative. And again, I like the way you framed the mom and dad story. But it, it could e- it could as easily uh, blow up in your face 
as be helpful to you. Right. Get out and take mom and dad with you. Yeah, exactly. All right. It's uh, at nine o'clock here. Uh, ABC covers the world. That's coming up next. Uh, more of our celebration of the 25th anniversary of The Sopranos uh, coming up in the next hour of the show. Uh, also, uh, Bill Johnson apparently is going to face protest on his first day on the job uh, at uh, Youngstown. That's State a shocker. University. Yeah. Who could believe it? We'll talk about that. And uh, John Devlin from the Symphony is coming in. So we still have plenty to go to in the last half, last hour of the show here on a Thursday. We are the Watchdog Morning Show. Thank you.